Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to welcome you back to the Promise of Our Father podcast. We're going to continue where we left off in Series 2, Episode 6, Series 2, Episode 6, and we're just continuing to chop it up, and we always want to rehash where we left off at so we could kind of continue where we are going so those who have missed most of the message from the last time could kind of have an understanding why we're speaking and saying what we are saying. So I just want to continue by reading in uh, 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 John chapter 20, uh, verse 19. But before I get started, I just want to thank all my spiritual cuts leaders out there that's doing the work of the ministry. And God is blessing us uh, by leaps and bounds, taking us into places we have never been before. The words of eternal life is being teach and taught to different many countries out there. And we thank God here in the United States for blessing us and changing that which have been but mistakenly wrong, but we all have to die and tomorrow's not promised. And I want you to I say these things so that you can bring to your remembrance every time you mention them or every time someone speak them in your hearing that we all have to die and we all, and we all, uh, uh, and tomorrow's not promised and we all have to die. That is not a thing of God. Because in Ezekiel chapter Ezekiel 18, I want you to realize what God says. Let me, let, let me kind of go there so we can understand. And I want to say this in the offset. I always have a few scriptures that I go through that I want you to understand. In Ezekiel chapter, chapter 18, verse, verse 31 and 32 says this here, Cast away from you the transgressors the transgressions which you have committed and get yourself a new heart and a new spirit and a new mind. For why should you die, O house of Israel? Now, this is God speaking to the prophet Ezekiel. And he says in verse 32, For I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore, turn and live. My brothers and sisters, God is doing such an awesome and amazing thing in the earthly realm. So you got to watch what people are teaching you and speaking to you because that language, that's what this ministry here at the Spiritual Cuts Ministry and the Promise of Our Father podcast is all about, breaking down the walls of separation because people have taught us, taught me, my mama taught me, my daddy taught me, my pastor, preacher, teacher, bishop have taught me over the years that we all have to die and that tomorrow is not promised and we all are not going to be here forever. What kind of language is that? If Ezekiel 18 verse 31 and 32 tells me to get a new heart and to get a new mind and to get a new spirit and get a new flesh, get the spirit of God up in you. He said, I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies. Turn and live. And Ezekiel 33, for your record as well, 33, 11, God even said, I have no pleasure even in the death of the wicked. So why are we going around? If we're supposed to be saints and Christians and believers of God, huh? Acting all holy and thou. Why are we going around speaking these words of death? 
and giving death prop over God's life because God is our life according to Deuteronomy 30, 19, and 20. He says, choose you life today. Choose eternal life. I set before you death and life, blessing and cursing. He says, stop choosing death and stop choosing curse. And choose life because I am your length of days. So there are so many scriptures that this ministry teaches on. And I just want to thank all our spiritual leaders out there all over the country and all over the United States and, and all these cities and states. We are growing by leaps and, brown, leaps and bounds. And we're asking you to continue to pray for the ministry and that God continue to utilize you and actually open up your mind and the spirit of God that you may comprehend with the word of eternal life. It's all about the 18 inches from your heart to your mind where the enemy come in and to divide it, huh? The spirit of man, huh? The beast come to divide the 18 so that you can have confusion because he come to steal, kill, and destroy. But God said, and it was my sheep know my voice and I shall give them eternal life and no one shall pluck them from out of my father's hand because me and my father is one. Come on. So with that being said, my brothers and sisters, I get all pumped up and excited because I know what the Spirit of God is doing in the earthly realm. And I ask that you give us feedback and, you know what I mean, leave something to let us know that where we're at and what we're doing. If you don't like what we are teaching and you don't believe in what we are teaching, we want you to leave that too. Because how are we going to know how to get better if we don't know what we're teaching, which is right, huh? We, which is right, and the thing of it is, and how to make corrections in the deliverance. So whatever you are doing, and whatever you like about us, tell us. Whatever you don't like about these messages, you tell us as well, because we are ready to take both, because we know that we have the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ abiding in us. So we are ready for the lick, because he took, 42, 30, he took 39 licks and just for me and you, huh? He was bruised for our iniquities. So I don't mind being bruised for what you believe or what we are speaking about. Because after all, it really ain't going to matter because if you don't believe what God is saying and what we are speaking, what God is speaking, that is on you. But we appreciate if you give us your feedback. Amen. Without further ado, let us get down. We're going to kind of rehash and go back to series two, episode seven. Uh, in John 20, 19 through 22. Then at the same day, in the evening, being the first day of the week, uh, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, Christ came and stood in the midst, and he said to them, Peace be with you. When Christ, Christ had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Christ said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. And when Christ had said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. I have been naming every, all these episodes in the last couple of episodes. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. The last one I named was uh, <clears throat> God raised them from the dead. 
God raised Christ and God raised Jesus from the dead, part one and part two. But this one I want to talk about, the power of his resurrection, the power of Christ's resurrection is what we're going to get into on this one. So my brothers and sisters, we're going to get started. So I want you to understand, I'm going to rehash because I want you to know, I just gave you some scriptures from out of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 33:11, where God has no pleasure in even the death of the wicked. And in Ezekiel 33, in Ezekiel 18, 31 through 32, it says that get a new heart and get a new spirit and get a new mind. And he says that I have no pleasure in the death in the one who dies. Huh? He says, turn and live. So now I want to show you why people are turning and dying. Because people see and believe what they see. I know this is a hard message, my brothers and sisters, because people are dying daily. You got all kind of fatalities. You got people shooting up people. You can't even go to Walmart. You can't even go to the grocery store and actually be comfortable anymore. You can't go to restaurants, to the movies. You can't go anywhere anymore without turning your back, being observant, observant of your, of your surroundings because that's how bad it done got. But if the Spirit in the blood of God and the spirit of the blood of Christ is protecting you. Death cannot come near you in your household. You have to believe that by all, by any means necessary. But I want you to realize because people are dying every day and everybody's not going to live forever. Let me get this in the clear. Everybody's not going to live forever. There are those who are going to die in Christ. There are those who are going to die in Jesus. But there are those who are going to remain and stay put like Christ was teaching in John 21 21 and 22 when he told Peter he told Peter look here man I know what type of depth you're going to receive and I'm explaining it to you and so now he finished explaining Peter what type of depth he was going to receive so he went to John so when he began to start explaining John they started listening because he told John what if I would what is it to you if I want him to remain until I come back Hey, for my church, what is it to you? So one of the disciples tried to say that he 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 was trying to say that 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 that, that he said we all have to die. And Christ said, I did not tell you, and I did not say that to you that he have to die. He said that what is it to you if he remain until I come back from my church? See, we always try to say what the man said, but we never say what God said. And so when you began to start reading these chapters, so go back to John chapter 21, 21 and 22 and 23, down around in that verse, he was telling Peter, so all these scriptures about remaining and living forever, in John 6 and John 11 and John 5 and John 1 and John 2 and John 3. See, all that even birthing with the miracle of the first miracle Christ performed in the body of Jesus has something to do with eternal life. We'll get into that as we go on. But I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, don't be deceived huh? by evil communication. Because evil communication... Huh? Corrupts good habits. 
So my brothers and sisters, with that being said, like I said, you got to watch what people speak into your hearing. I don't care if it's your pastor, your bishop, your mama, your daddy. I don't care if it's your mom. I don't care if it's your pa. I don't care if it's your cousin, your brothers, your sisters. You got to watch out. What they're saying in your hearing because they're going to speak things into your hearing that is not of God because they are practicing the tradition and the doctrines of men. But they're not practicing the, the commandments and the doctrines of God. God promised me and you eternal life. Whether you want to believe that, you as on you. Even Christ prayed a prayer in John 17. Huh? He said, Lord, my work has finished. I have finished work that you have given me. Glorify your son as we had the glory in the beginning. He said, those that you have given me, I have given them the eternal glory and the eternal life that you have given me as many as you have given me. And this is the eternal life or life eternal that they may know and have the knowledge of you, God, and the one in whom you sent. And then he went down farther in John 17, verse 15. He said this here, my brothers and sisters, I'm still in the intro. He said this here. He said, watch this here. He says, he says, I pray not for them. Hey, I pray not for them that is in the world in John 17, 9. But when he got to John 17, 15, but he said, I pray for them that you take them not out of the world and keep them from the evil one. So what do all that mean when you are actually studying the word of the eternal life and the word of eternal, the eternal glory of God? What all that means to you? So my brothers and sisters, that's why I ask in the offset, give us your feedback. Tell us what you think. I may not be always right in my pronunciation, but don't charge me for my pronunciation. Charge God for the knowledge that he has given me and praise God. If you can skip through all that, you're going to get something from out of this message. So I want you to know that we've been taught over 2,000 years from our parents and our great parents and our grandparents, pastors, preachers, and teachers, my brothers and sisters. And like I always say, I was I was taught to teach it too, because I was teaching from the traditions of men. The anointing that God gave me didn't come from man, it came from God. So I started teaching from the anointing of a man, because I thought man had the power of God when he anointed me. But I realized man didn't have the power because he rejected the power that God gave him as a man. Because you don't have power. You don't have the power of God until you are ready to confront death. You can talk all you want about death, but until you become not afraid of death, in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14, where he has released us from the bondage of death that we was in all our lifetime, until you are released through the body of Jesus and the body of Christ and the blood of God and the blood of Christ until you are released from death through the bodies that came through the six inch doors that was shut. You could never understand and believe the words of eternal life. So my brothers, I want to start right here in Proverbs 18, 20, 21, a man or a woman's stomach. Or, or let me say that again. And I'm just rehashing a man or a woman's body shall be satisfied from the fruit of his or her mouth and from the produce of his or her lips. He or she shall be filled. 
Death and eternal life are in the power of the tongue. And those that love death and believe that tomorrow is not promised and we all have to die and keep the the bad company that corrupts good habits, these are they who shall continue eating from the fruit of death. But on the other hand, he or she or those that love speaking the words of eternal life shall live forever and not die. And these are they who know that God has promised them tomorrow and know we all don't have to die and that God promised us eternal life through his son Christ who came through the six-inch doors that were shut on the first day of the week. So we need to start paying attention to the company we keep and what we allow for others to speak into our hearing and into our spirit because death and eternal life is in the power of the tongue. And most spiritual church leaders, bishops, pastors, and prophets and evangelists, preachers and teachers don't hardly even teach on the power of Christ's resurrection. Scriptures teaches us that huh, this is a prerequisite and a requirement that we have the knowledge of the power of Christ's resurrection. In Philippians 3, 10 and 11 says that we, have, that we may know Christ and the power of Christ's resurrection and the fellowship of Christ's suffering, being conformed to Christ in Jesus' death. And by any means we may attain or obtain to the resurrection from the dead. So what that is really saying, that we need to receive the reward that came through the doors that was shut on this first day of the week, because this is what you call being conformed to his death, huh? being resurrected from the dead. Yeah. In Romans chapter 6, it tells us we was baptized with him in his death. We was buried with him in his death, and we got up in the newness of life. In Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. So my brothers and sisters being in the body of God through the spirit of Christ and the Holy Spirit body of Jesus. And let me tell you something that brings on a new meaning. By any means, we're trying to obtain the resurrection from the dead. If we are going to attain or obtain the power of Christ's resurrection and the power and the knowledge of the power of Christ's resurrection, we are going to have to stop being unequally yoked with Christians and believers who don't believe that God has promised us eternal life and tomorrow is promised. And that He has promised us we can live forever through His Son, Jesus Christ. So we're going to have to find us a new group of people or a new group of constituents to keep company with. Look what scripture teaches us about being unequally yoked. My brothers, this is so powerful and so heavy. I just want you to understand that so many times people are talking to us about things that is not even of God. And I'm letting you understand these things because we all was affiliated. And if you listen in the, on the, if you listen carefully in the conversation when something happened or someone died, and my brothers, let me tell you this, and I want to say this in the offset like I did before. Everyone is not going to live forever, but are you one of the chosen ones that God chose to do so? It is the same picture that we saw in the book of Exodus when they was exiting from out of Egypt. When they exited from out of Egypt, there was some murmuring people who was the elders. 
that had the unbelief. They murmured so much about living forever, they wanted to go back where they came from. They, they wanted to return back to Pharaoh who had them in bondage for 400 years. So now we see that the elders in God said in his words in the book of Numbers and the book of Exodus, he says, and, 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 and as he was teaching through the Pentateuch, where Moses was teaching through the books of Numbers, Leviticus, and, and, and Genesis, and all these books that were he was teaching through Exodus, he was teaching that even those who was 20 years and older did not make it to the promised land because the older, younger generation that was 20 and older, 20 through 30, got with them that was 30 and 40, and the 30 and the 40 group got with those who was 40 and 50, and the 40 and the 50 group got with those who was 50 and 60, and the 60 and 70 group got with those who was 70 and 80. 80, and the 80 and 90 group got with those who was 100. So they was telling them that they couldn't live forever and they had to die. So God gave them their reward that they kept praying and asking for. And they did not make it to the promised land. So let me explain this here. God wasn't taking them to the promised land for material stuff. God was taking them so that he can fill them with his glory and put them in a land. So that the things that he wanted out of the land came through the power of the glory that he had in them as the people of God so that they can receive the things of God in the land. So the promise of God was never a material thing. The promise of God was always his spirit and his glory manifested in his people. So my brothers and sisters, let's get this out the way because now we are receiving the same thing. If you go to an older 30, 40, 50, 60 year old, they're going to tell you, no, man, we all have to die. We all, tomorrow's not promised. No, man, we are not going to be here forever. Why? Because their mama taught them. My mama taught me. My daddy taught me. We all have to die. My pastor, preacher, bishop, and I'm still hearing that pastors, preachers, and bishops and still hearing mamas and daddies and sons and daughters are talking about we are, man, we don't know when our number gonna come. Tomorrow's not promised when we all have to die. You know what I mean? Because they have been taught by the doctrines and the commandments of men and the witness of men is not greater than the witness and the testimony and the promises of God. My brothers, I want you to know that that causes us to be unequally yoked. So in 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, do not be unequally yoked together. Look at that. It says together. So they're talking about believers together. You got believers who can't even believe on one accord, but you got atheists that believe on one accord and they are together. Because once that group get together, there is no unequally yokedness against them. They are equally yoked with death and they are proud to be a part of it. Yeah, we are proud to be Christians, but we are unequally yoked when it comes down to the word of God and the doctrines and the commandments of Christ and God teaching. Huh? That doesn't make any sense. Be not unequally yoked. Do not be yoked together. 
with unbelievers. It was amazing that Moses was leading so many unbelievers from out of bondage. And if people are wanting to be in bondage, God told me to let them stay. Because just like they stayed in bondage and he, and he they wiped them out and they all died off before they got to the promised land, he says, I'm going to do the same thing in 2023. But Joshua, hey, and Caleb, do we have any Joshua's and Caleb's out there? Do we have any Deborah's and Martha's and Mary's? Huh? Do we have any Eden's out there? High glory that believe that they can live forever and know that they have the knowledge that they can live forever and not die. Hey, do we have anybody out there that was a Joshua? Maybe your grandson, your granddaughter, your grandchildren, maybe your children's children, maybe your son or your daughter. You stop telling them we all have to die and tomorrow's not promised. At least give them the encouragement. Hey, come on. Y'all ain't going to like me after this, but I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm ready for y'all today, so you better watch out. So do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has eternal life and righteousness with lawlessness and the law of sin and death? What do eternal life have with uh, 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 the, the, the law of sin and death? In Romans 6 Huh? 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death, huh? but the gift of God is eternal life. The church had made that one verse out of two, huh? that two verse out of one. They said we get eternal life after we die, which is preposterous because the fact of the matter, if you die, if you decease, you're ending. If you are ever, or you're forever, or you're eternal, you are forever. So how can you get forever out of something that's deceased or dead? So I explained that. So, man, I don't think I'm going to ever. It's going to take me a minute. I know I'm going to ever get there. But it's going to take me a minute to get to where I'm going. Because I'm trying to explain this thing in the way the Spirit of God is leading me when I get on these podcasts. And, you know, I know some people are going to say, you know, he, 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 he got a scraggly boy. But I got the glory of God in my voice scraggling. So if you don't like my voice in the way I pronunciate some of the words and you can't follow the teaching of God in Christ that he gave me. See, even Moses had to stutter or at least he lied and said he did because Moses was always taught behind the mountain how God wanted him to lead his people. See, y'all don't know I've been in the wilderness for 40 years trying to get this word from out of me. God has been trying to put something in me so I can preserve the people of God for his eternal, his eternal glory that he's returning for, which is the body, which is the church. What fellowship huh, has eternal life has with the law of sin and death and what communication the light has with darkness? First of all, it's insinuating that the churches has not believed in other churches. And I read this the other day, and I'm just going over it. For First thing we need to notice is that we are talking about believers, correct? Uh, and the last time we checked, the, the last time we checked for the, uh, checked the record for believers, these are they who attend church, regardless of your denomination. 
Because of all these different denominations and religious affiliation, is where the, the, the division or separation where the unbelievers come from. Because if I attend whosoever move Baptist Catholic Church, if I attend whosoever move huh, Presbyterian Church or Jehovah Witness Church, and we don't believe in the transfiguration and the transfiguration of the glory of God, it does not matter, my brother. One don't believe in the pastor preaching, a woman preaching. One don't believe in the transfiguration or the trans of transfusion or the trans, uh, the transfusion of blood. And you go to whoever move Catholic church. You don't believe a woman or Church of Christ, but a woman don't believe a woman that can minister the word of God in a church. And by the way, who Christ anointed Mary? You're gonna see later on to preach the word of God. That is where all this confusion come in at, my brothers and sisters. Now, if you are from any one of these scenarios, and there are many others out there, but if you are affiliated with a church denomination affiliation that don't believe that God has promised us eternal life, and we can live forever tomorrow, and tomorrow is promised to those who believe the eternal spirit and the eternal body and the eternal flesh of God, and as the knowledge of the bodies that came through the doors that were shut, if you are one of those churches are connected to a church religion or a church affiliation denomination and have different beliefs with each other religion groups affiliation and both of you are more likely to be wrong according to scriptures it is a probability or it is probably saying you are unequally yoked with one another as believers but more more broader, a more broader picture than this in this verse 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 it is saying to us if you don't believe in the teaching of Christ and you as a church church religion affiliation and you are part of a church uh, church religion affiliation from a certain denomination religion or group affiliation background, you don't believe in the promise of God and the testimony of God found in one 1 John chapter 2, verse 25, and 1 John 5, 11, uh, 5, chapter 5, verse 1, uh, 11, through 20, 11 through 12. And that if you eat of this living bread that came down from heaven, you will live forever and not die, found in John 6, 48 through 51. You are not just unequally yoked with unbelievers. You are most likely unequally yoked with God. I don't care what church denomination from whosoever move Catholic church or whosoever move Baptist church or whosoever move Presbyterian church. I don't care which church you are from, whosoever move Church of Christ. You are unequivocally or without a shadow of doubt unequally yoked with God. Because neither of you believe that God has promised us eternal life and that we, or you believe in eternal life. Let me say that because I didn't say that. Before. You believe in eternal life, but you believe it in the way they're teaching it. You got to receive eternal life after you die. Where in John 11, 25 and 26, I am the resurrection huh, and the life. He says, if you believe in me, he says, you should never die. Do you believe thou this? Though your brother may be dead, which is Lazarus, Mary. Though your brother may be dead, which is Lazarus, Martha. Although he may be dead, I have the power. 
power to raise him up from the dead. And I'm going to prove that to you on the fourth day after he'd been dead. Because on the third day, they believe that the spirit has not left the body of the person uh, that had died. It takes 72 or 74 hours before the body leaves. So now Christ waited an additional extra day to go raise Lazarus because he wanted to display his power. So my brothers and sisters, he says, do you believe thou this? The church won't answer that question because it's too heavy to deal with. But my brothers and sisters, as we grow in the spirit and our minds are open to the spirit of the glory of God, because let this mind that be in us also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery, who was in the form of a man. He was in the form of the spirit of God that made a man and a woman. He was in the form of God. Hey, he was in the form of a man as God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. See, Christ used this image that God created him in. Jesus used this image that God created him in. The Holy Spirit used his image that God created him in in the beginning, Genesis 1. Christ used his image that God created him in, in the image on the sixth day and he rested on the seventh. Christ and Jesus used their image. See, the Holy Spirit used it. That's why he said, and he breathed on them. And he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. They used their image. When are we going to start using the image of God and walk in the power and the authority of God? Because Christ in John 17, he said that, and Father, you have given me power over all flesh and glory. So now, my brothers and sisters, do you have power over all flesh and glory? Come on. We got to walk in this authority that God given us. And so if you believe that you can live forever, so that takes us from one place. And he raised Christ from the dead. He raised Jesus from the dead who came through the six-inch doors that were shut on the first day of the week. So you got to start believing in what you can't comprehend. Because when you start comprehending, that means that God said, now they are believing See, because a lot of times you have to believe something you can't even understand because he said pray for understanding and pray for wisdom through wisdom and understanding. If you continue to believe, he's going to drop it in your lap and you're going to see, oh, oh, that's what he's talking about. It's right here in our face through the scriptures, my brothers and sisters. And the scriptures said, if you search the scriptures, you should think you have eternal life. And these are they. Huh? They testify of Christ. But there are some of you out there who will not testify of Christ because you're going to continue to testify of Jesus. You're going to continue to confess in your heart and believe in your heart. The Lord Jesus was raised from the dead and you are saved. See, you, are, you have to get past beyond salvation. Our anointings come from God. Our anointing don't come from man. We are, we've been anointed by the anointed one. So you got to watch out where your anointing is coming from. Because if your anointing is coming from your church affiliation or your denomination affiliation in the church and your bishop and pastors and preachers that you are under, you are already under man's spell. You are already under man, com man corruption or man confusion or deception. Ours. And I had people under man's deception and corruption and a bad communication and bad habits. I had people walking around talking about tomorrow ain't promise. 
That's a bad habit, my brothers and sisters. So let's go to Acts 13, 30. But God who raised Christ from the dead. Let me say that again. But God who raised Jesus from the dead. Let me say that again. But God who raised Jesus from the dead and raised Christ from the dead, who quickened our mortal bodies, has given us eternal life through the bodies of Christ and the body of Jesus that came through the six-inch doors that was shut. He said, if this spirit of the eternal glory of God dwells in you, he says, you are immortal. <laughs> the immortal body of God. So God wants you and I to be immortal because of the company we keep and let them speak in our hearing every single day of our life. We all have to die and tomorrow's not promised. This is a hard concept. And any brothers and my brothers and sisters, I want you to know, and to all the Christians and believers and to all those who are going here uh, to hear this sermonic presentation, it is a known fact. To those who've been taught by the spiritual church leaders, those who've been taught by our mothers, and those who've been taught by our fathers, and those who've been taught by our pastors, bishops, and prophets, and evangelists, pastors, preachers, and teachers, that we all have to die, and tomorrow is not promised, and our days are numbered, huh? and we are not going to be here forever, is most likely and definitely a known fact that we are equally yoked with death. It's a fact that they've been, if you've been taught by people or persons that is teaching that tomorrow is not promised and we all have to die. If you surround yourself with this conversation, you are already in a bad way, in a bad situation because God is doing something greater than that, my brothers and sisters. So I want you to know and realize that God gets the glory out of all these things that he have done. So God is getting the glory out of all these things he is doing, my brothers and sisters. So therefore, and furthermore, huh, I don't care how holy you are. It doesn't matter how spiritual you might think you are, your spiritual church leader, your pastor, your bishop. And I know he might do be doing a lot of great signs and wonders if they're not teaching you to confront death. Because the last enemy to be destroyed is death. My brothers, and he gave us power over the last enemy. In Luke 20, in Luke chapter 10, verse 18 and 19, he, Christ saw, saw Satan falling out of the sky as lightning. And he gave us power over the scorpion and over the serpent. And he gave us all the power over the enemy. And then you go to 1 Corinthians 15, 26, and he said the last enemy to be destroyed is death. So death is no, is no problem to those who have power, the power of God and the power of Christ through the bodies that came through the doors that were shut. And God raised them, hey, glory, from the dead. Yes, Lord. So now, my brothers and sisters, uh, I don't care what you think and how holy you may think you are, huh? If you don't believe and understand the teaching of, huh, that we should obtain and attain the power of Christ's resurrection from the dead, you can never come into the knowledge or the understanding of Christ's being, the power over death. Amen? So now let's get into the message finally. I was just a rehash, and I told you I like to rehash, my brothers and sisters, because I want us to realize that uh, 
we're going to have to start understanding that God is doing something so powerful. Because I'm going to go over these scriptures because I want us to realize. In 1 Corinthians 15, 33, 38, I said this in the last episode, but I'm going to read it again. But I'm not going to say as much as I did then as I, as I am, as I did then as I am now, unless the Spirit of God lead me to do so. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. My brothers and sisters, this is a powerful message because the fact of the matter, most people are deceived and under deception and, in, and don't even know that the deception that they deceive in, that they're deceived by something that is a deception. Because redundantly, and because we don't think outside the box, we get happy. I got happy over scriptures. I got happy over the message. I got happy over something that sounds good. And God is not about a sound. Hmm? God is about the knowledge. People praise men more than they praise God. Hmm? The people come into, watch this here. People have the knowledge. Huh? People have a love for God, but not according to knowledge. People have a sensation for God, but not according to knowledge. The majority of the churches out there cannot even explain what is the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God if that's what you should seek for first. All these years, I am the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalms 23. And he says in verse 6, and he says that, and he shall abide. And let me say that again. In Psalms 23, verse 6, and he says, and she shall abide in the house forever. What does that mean? The house of God, if you abide forever, means that you shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I found out most people just don't want to even comprehend how they can live forever and not die. But I want to read this here. Do not be deceived, because I want to get through this here. An, an, an evil company corrupts good habits. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 and 34 say, Awake to righteousness. Let me say that again. Awake to eternal life and do not sin. See, he's telling us what to do. We know that in the way of righteousness is eternal life. And there is no death in his path. So it's telling you to awake into a place where death should not bother you. Death, if you see it daily, earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes, fatalities, airplanes, aircraft, all these the different uh, homicides, genocide, wars and rumors of war. He says, if you believe in my eternal glory, he says, you are dwelling in the secret place, huh? And you are dwelling in the house of God where nothing by any means, nothing can harm you. But the problem is the church operates too much from out of the word standard and from out of the flesh. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And if the spirit of Christ is in you, but let me say this here, as the scripture says, but if you have not the spirit of Christ in you, you are none of his. Romans chapter 8, verse 8, 9, and 10. He says that you cannot please God in the flesh. Huh? Come on. But you are not in the flesh. 
but you're in the spirit of Christ. So awake to righteousness and do not sin by saying tomorrow's not promised. That's a sin and we all have to die. That's a sin. Every time you say that out of your mouth, you're going against the spirit of God. We need to awake to eternal life. Why? Because some of us have not come into the knowledge of the glory of God that he's Spread in the earth as the water covers the sea in Habakkuk 2.14. You know, in Habakkuk 2, verse 1 and 2 and 3, he was telling Habakkuk to go to, huh? Go stand on his watch and watch what his uh, watch what he do and watch what he's saying. He said, write the vision and make it plain. And the vision is actually in 14. Habakkuk 2.14. He says, He said, I was spread in the earth. The knowledge of the glory. So the knowledge of the glory is actually what the vision is. In Habakkuk 1.5, he was telling them, he says, O ye nations, O United States, O Brazil, O Africa, O Canada, Germany, wherever you may be, O Russia, Ukraine. He said, O ye nations, under the Spirit of God. He says, I'm going to work a work in your days. Even if you don't believe it, even if they tell you and they declare it to you, they made a declaration about living forever and not dying. He says you by any means won't believe it because you are stuck in the traditions and the commandments of men and not the doctrines and the commandments of God has become non-effect because you're listening to this foolishness, the spirit of error. That you think is the spirit of truth. He says in these last days, huh? The truth will be believed, the lie will believe, will be believed as the truth. In these last days. So let me continue, Habakkuk. I want you to know, my brothers, in 1 Corinthians 15:33, awake to righteousness. Because God wants us to see. In verse 35, 1 Corinthians 15, 35, huh? because he's telling them something, awake to righteousness, because you have to awake to righteousness, because your righteousness comes through understanding the death, burial, and the resurrection that I was talking about in Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. Because someone would say, how are the dead raised up? And someone would say, and what body do they come? See, that's the problem the church is having. Because they're thinking because they have to die, they're going to get resurrected and they're going to get eternal life. But the body that dies actually dies in Christ because in, in Hebrews chapter 2, he says he died once for all, for all of us in Hebrews 2 verse 9. So therefore, if he died once for all of us in Hebrew 9, verse 27 and 28, he says in once Christ died for all. So therefore, watch this here. You, 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 you don't have to go through the same process. If you read Romans 6, he says, don't let death, sin and death have dominion over you. If in fact, if Christ ruined over death in his body. So if Christ ruined over death in his body, why are we letting death ruin over our body? And because someone teaching us that death has to manifest itself in order for us to have eternal life. But death do have to manifest itself to receive eternal life. But you only die and on through the body of Jesus. But Jesus' body had to die in order to get to the body of Christ that was resurrected on the third day. 
I know it looked like Jesus to Mary Magdalene when she, he came out the tomb, but it was Christ in another form. And that's what we're going to teach on. If I can get to it, but the fact of the matter, while I'm working to get to it, we're going to explain how we got to it. So therefore, and furthermore, in verse first, verse first Corinthians fifteen verse thirty five says, someone will say, as they do today, how are the dead raised up, and what body do they come? Oh, foolish one, you what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. Jesus uh, Christ was teaching to his disciples, unless a seed fall to the ground and die. It cannot produce any fruit unless the body of the Lamb of God fall to the ground and die. Jesus' body could not produce any fruit unless the Holy Spirit that was in the body of Jesus that came out on the cross when he committed his spirit back to God in the hands of God. He said, unless that happened in the body that he committed in the hand of God was more. He said, unless that body falls to the ground and die. He said, oh, glory. It cannot produce any fruit. So the process that Jesus went through is the process that we have to understand. Because you got to get from out of salvation of the Lord Jesus and get into the eternal salvation of the Spirit of Christ. Because the Spirit of Christ bring you to the baptism of God. But if you never be born of Christ, you could never be in where Christ is going when he get to God as the promise of our Father. So my brothers, oh foolish ones, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, do not, you do not sow that body that shall be. But more grain, mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. So my brothers, the body that we're in, in the flesh, is no longer huh, useful for us. But besides, as a container, as he did when he created the man from the dust of the ground in Genesis 2, 7, and he breathed the breath of life, or he breathed the breath of God as the spirit of Christ and the spirit of the Holy Spirit in the body that was a container from the dust, and it became a living soul. We've been exchanging our soul for a body that is dead. So if you've been exchanging your soul for a body that is dead, you're going to believe in death is tomorrow. Huh? And tomorrow is not promised because of death. But if you sow it into that body that Christ breathed into and it became a living soul and not exchange your soul for what man is teaching, but exchange your soul for what Christ is teaching, you began to receive the glory of God. And one day, in the twinkling of an eye, we all going to be able to go through the doors that were shut. Hey, on the first day of the week, when he come back for his church. So in what body you sow? You do not sow that body that shall be. So the body that you're in, that's why the scripture says in Romans 8, 8, it says you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. In Romans 8, 9, you can't please God in the flesh. 
Although the natural body came first, then the spiritual. But the spiritual body changed the natural. And the natural came from the earth or the terrestrial. And the spiritual body came from the heavens that God made out of the Holy Spirit and Christ on the sixth day that came through the doors that were shut on the seventh day of the first day of the week. But on the seventh day in Genesis, God rested. But on the seventh day in, in John, he came through the doors that were shut to identify that God was still resting because his son Christ is still performing the duties of God. So my brothers and sisters, you need to know the body that you're in. It's not the same body that it shall be. That's why the depth, the burial, and the power of his resurrection is so important to understand. Because you are not in the body you think you're in because your mind has not transitioned into the glory and the renewing of the spirit of God in Christ. Your mind is in the newness or the renewness or the spirit of your religion or denomination affiliation or your pastor preaching teacher that is teaching you where your mind stayed on them as a church. Whosoever moved Catholic church, whosoever moved Baptist church, whosoever moved Presbyterian church, whosoever moved my brothers and sisters, church of Christ, whosoever moved Jehovah Witness church, whosoever moved Buddha church, your mind stays on that and God said I can't do nothing with that mind because the be carnally minded is death but if you change your mind into the spirit of him that came through the doors that were shut is life and immortality but God gives it a body in 1 Corinthians 15 38 God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. So now God has given you and God has given me a body that pleases him, not you, not me. It's a body that pleases him. So when we begin to understand that God gives it a body, yeah, glory. God gives it a body, yeah, glory. And the power of it, the, the power of Christ's resurrection was a body that God gave Christ as a seed. That's why we are the seed of Christ in the body of Jesus as God permitted for us to be. He. So now, my brothers and sisters, I might have to slow this down because I want you to get this point. And I'm going to continue from where we started at. But God gives it a body as he pleases. And to each seed its own body. This is the power of the, the power of Christ's resurrection. And Father, we're gonna continue. And we're gonna thank you for your glory. So we're gonna pick up from there and move forward. And Father, we praise thee because you have done it. And the renewing of the spirit of the mind of the people are changing through the spirit of the teaching of what Christ taught us, through the spirit that you taught Christ to teach. And we love you for that. And we praise you. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia, and we want to thank God for his glory and his life and his spirit and the Son of Christ. We praise God for doing that what he promised because he's able to perform that what he promised. And we thank you and we praise you. I pray for all the spiritual culture leaders out there that you continue to manifest the glory because just like that was a pager 
it changed into a flip phone. Just like that was a flip phone, it was changed into a hand phone. Now that there are phones that's going on, the flip phone and the pager and the and the and the hand phone has changed into a smartphone. But this phone, this phone here that God has created and made in his image goes through the doors that were shut. So we're going to continue with the phone, the smartphone of God. And just like that process took place, and we may be few, maybe in numbers it seems like, but the numbers are growing by minutes and leaps and bounds because we only plant and we only water in the garden. But God gives the increase hey, of what we plant in water. So therefore, and furthermore, let God water and plant what he's speaking. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live. Hey, uh, the power of Christ's resurrection. But God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed, the seed of Christ's body to those who will receive of it. Coming from out of you live, from out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is Pastor D. Washington, and we're going to continue our episodes so my brothers, stay tuned. I got a book online, my brothers and sisters. You can go to the Amazon.com, Books and Noble, and uh, Barnes and Noble. I said Books and Noble the last time, Barnes and Noble. And you can go to uh, these different websites uh, that you can buy books or whatever. Just if I know for sure it's on Amazon. So go to Amazon and purchase the book. The book coincides with these messages. And it teaches us the promise of our Father and, and who has believed in our report. So this book tells you a lot of things. But anyway, if you want to reach us out, you want to reach out to us, huh, to our hotline, you can call 678-764-1614. 678-764-1614. And we all can reach me at Pastor P-A-S-T-O, P-A-S, P-A-S-T-O-R-D-W at yahoo.com. That's P-A-S. T-O-R-D-W.com. And we thank you for your prayers. We thank you for listening. We ask that you share these messages with other individuals so that we can be into a place where God called us to be and so they can see the glory of God being manifested. Because there is an anointing that is being anointed through this message and through the Spirit of God. And God is teaching, training, and showing us that He is God and God all by Himself. He wants us to have eternal life because He is the eternal glory of our life. So this is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live. Reach out and touch us and continue to pray as a group collectively. And may God continue to bless you and your family forever. Amen.